0: But tonight, I want to, we're going to be in the book of Samuel. If you guys can, you guys can turn there. It's 1 Samuel. I'm not going to start reading yet, but it's 1 Samuel chapter 16 is where we're where we're going to be. But before I start, I want to, uh, you see I got like a little garbage can up here. So I got some goodies to show you guys. And uh, I'm going to need your, uh, your help on being honest with yourself too. Um, but I want to talk to you guys about, Tonight, I've been thinking, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on in, in our life as a family. God's doing some awesome things. And sometimes I know that we get in life and sometimes things aren't, they don't just seem that awesome, right? And those, at those times, we're wondering, God, where are you? And uh, this whole message tonight, like, I don't even know where God's really going to take all this because I've been nervous. But I'm like, that's usually the best time is when God's just just go or I just ramble on. Um, so hopefully it's not B, hopefully it's A, and that God's got something awesome planned for this. But one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is why do people give up? Why do we give up? Uh, Why do we give up on our dreams, our passions, and why do so many Christians give up on God and think, well, God can't use me or God doesn't want to use me? Um, that's where my thoughts have been for a while now. Why? And it came down to this, and this is what we're going to, I guess, title tonight, but I believe it starts with a label. That's what I believe it starts with, a label. Now, how many of you guys go to the grocery store? I just see a lot of hands on this. All right. How many guys, wives, won't let you go to the grocery store? Yeah, i got to raise my hand. Mike, Mike raised his hand. Yeah, I'm not usually allowed to go to the grocery store. Actually, we went there before we came here, and I told Sean I would sit in the car. Because when I go inside the grocery store, I want to buy all the stuff that I really shouldn't be eating. Uh, But the thing is cool. I I brought some things here that actually have been sitting in the car. We bought them for, for the men's tribe. And then... Someone blessed us with some Jimmy John subs last week. So I'm like, hey, I'll just leave them in the car and we'll, we'll eat it later. But let me pull this. I'm going to pull these out of this, this, this garbage can here. So when we go to the store, here's like, you know, tortilla chips. Like, this is the kind of stuff that I look for when I go inside of a store. Let me get some chips. And then I got some, uh, some Chi-Chi's restaurant-style mild salsa. So, you know, these are the things that really grab my attention, right? But when you go into the store, what, what do we do? We look. F- what, when we know what we want, we go and we look and we figure, find out what it is by looking at the labels on these things, right? That's how, they, that's how they market this stuff to us. That's how we know we're getting the right thing is by what's on the label. And if we're really doing better and thinking healthy, healthy we start reading the back label. But that's not the thing to sell it. It's the front label, Right? And that's my problem is I look at the front and not the back that much. But the whole focus is labels. Now, if we went inside of the store and I bought these bag of chips and I brought them home and I ripped them open and there was carrots inside of it, I would not be happy. (laughs) I'm not a carrot guy. Same thing with the salsa. If it was something different, maybe grapefruit juice and you wanted salsa... You're not going to be happy about it. There's going to be a lot of people upset if things are mislabeled. But not only would the people be upset, the manufacturer is going to be very upset. Because people aren't going to like that. Did I say manufacturer wrong? No. Okay. She smiled. I'm like, oh, no. I said something that maybe nobody else caught. <laughs> Even myself. I do that. So, <clears throat> Okay, so for years, for years myself, I... I let a label define who I was for myself, um, and the truth is, if I'm not careful, it's very easy to pick that label back up and stick it back on. And I'll share you, what, I'll share what my label was with you a little bit later. I think I'll share that later. Um, but what I want to talk to you guys about tonight is labels. I'm wondering, maybe you're going through life wearing a label that somebody else has put on you or that you've put on yourself. But it's not a label that God wants you wearing because it's not true. I think that, I know for myself, I wore a label that wasn't true according to what God's word says. And just like the manufacturer would be upset If all their stuff had the wrong labels on it, I really believe God is not happy with us walking around with a label that he never put on us. So tonight, I want to pray before we get started. But I I really feel like tonight, God's got people here that's going through life with labels on that God does not intend for you to have on. And tonight is a night that he wants you to get rid of that label. So let's pray. God, I thank you. So much, Father, for just being able to come together with your people, God, to grow with your people, God. Lord, let us be just open and real with each other, God, and and hear what the word you have for us tonight. Holy Spirit, help us hear this word. Help us apply it to our life, God. And I pray the hearts will be open and that walls will be torn down tonight, Father. I pray this in Jesus' name. And amen. All right, so we're going to look at a story in the Bible in 1 Samuel. And we're going to look at a man who many tried to place labels on him. It's a man named David. Uh, Now I'm going to give you a little bit of insight because there's a lot of scriptures that I've tried to cut down the scriptures. All the scriptures I'm going to to read. But I think I got it at a pretty good place where I won't be up here for two hours. And uh, you guys have to sit there for two hours. So, um, but we're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. The verse we're going to start in is verse 6, but before I go there, I'm going to read this. The Lord told Samuel, okay, this is what's going on. The Lord has told Samuel that he has rejected Saul as the king of Israel. Okay, so I'm, I want to set the stage here. He has rejected Saul as the king of Israel because he wasn't obedient to God, and He's sending Samuel to go see Jesse, which is David's father, and Bethlehem. And he's sending them there to anoint a king for God. So that's the responsibility Samuel has. He says, I'm sending you to Bethlehem. You're going to anoint somebody. He has no, uh, no idea who it is, but you're going to anoint them king. So with that, I'm going to read verses 6 and 7. And in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6, it says, When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Elab, and thought, Elab, Eliab, how do you say that? Elab, Eliab, 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 that sounds a lot better. (laughs) Eliab, yes. I'm like, I should have brought my glasses, it looks really strange up here. Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So I'm going to read verses 10 and 12. And we'll go ahead and read 10 through 13. It says, In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, "Where Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and the goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down and eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome and beautiful eyes, and the Lord said, this is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there among the brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil. He had brought and anointed David with oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. So let's, let's look at this for a second. What labels has been given to David? I want to talk about that. As we look here, we can see that David, you know, I think when we go through life, it's easy for us to start looking at people on the outside and trying to determine where they fit in. Now, I know. In our lives, when I'm talking about labels, labels we can be given can be given to us by friends, by family, uh, by workplaces. You know, I know uh, a big thing is personality tests. Person- how many people here have taken per- have taken a personality test? All right. Oh wow, wow, <laughs> that's a lot of hands. Personality tests. I think they're really cool. I've taken them too. I think they're they're pretty cool. But the problem is, is we tend to start letting other people say, hey, that personality test, that's who you are. And that label, like, starts becoming you. And you start wearing that around. Uh, And you can even do it to yourself. It's so dangerous, so dangerous. Uh, And same thing with our families can give us labels. So when I'm looking at this, here we are, David's family, right? This is his brothers, his dad. And when I look at this, I'm like, okay, what kind of labels is David getting here? Okay. Guys, you might be able to relate to this, right? Samuel's going to Bethlehem to anoint a king. The first person he saw, he he thought, this has got to be the guy, man. He looks strong. He fits a king. But God says, no, that's not him. But the guy that shows up, they say, when he asks them, is there anybody else that you haven't shown me? And they're like, oh, yeah, our youngest one. Basically saying, the boy, the boy yeah we haven't we ha- you haven't seen him oh he's just this you know that's one lip that's one label he's just a boy he's a boy uh he's not even a man yet. oh, he's the sheep and goat watcher. I mean, who wants that job right? I'm anointing a king, I'm looking for the sheep guy, I'm looking for the guy that's watching the sheep. you know Shauna's right now <laughs> babysitting goats, you know, maybe she's best be a princess I mean maybe a, a queen queen Shauna queen Shauna, but yeah but <laughs> These are the labels. He's just a boy. He's just a sheep watcher. You know, These are the jobs that the runt of the family would get and be responsible for. Oh, but then it even gets, it even gets better. Because then it says, uh, I like this. I can relate to this part. It says, Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome and beautiful eyes. I can relate to that. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad label. No. <laughs> but when they're looking for a warrior and a king, they're not looking for a, I mean, look, let's look at it this way. A pretty boy. I don't like to be called a pretty boy. I, I refer, Shana, to refer to me as handsome and dazzling, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but these are the labels that's been given to David, and he's hearing this, and he's probably heard it more often. I mean, this is his father and his brothers saying this about him. Um, but again, the Lord, the, the main point is the Lord doesn't see things the way. We see them. So they might see him as a pretty boy, as just the, the one who's watching the sheep and the goat. That's not how God sees him. This is not how He sees him. And it says, people judge by outward appearance, but not, but the Lord looks at the heart. So remember that in verse seven, the Lord looks at the heart. So I'm going to continue. I'm going to go to First Samuel chapter 17 now. So later on, here's David. Now, remember, he's been anointed now. He's been anointed. The Holy Spirit is powerfully with him from this day forward. God has chosen his king. So now we go to Samuel chapter 17. Later, there's this Philistine. How many of you guys know the story about Goliath? Okay, yeah. Two people. No, there's more. There's more. There's more. coming. Uh, so, yeah, so we're looking at the story of now, later, the Philistine giant, Goliath, challenges all Israelites He's challenging him. So that's where we're going to go. Uh, We're going to go to verse 4. We're going to read 4 through 11. It says, Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. Now, this is the description. Now, remember the description we just read about David, right? He was over nine feet tall, he wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat. Of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of the spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. Imagine that job. I bet. Goliath was so big, couldn't even see this guy, but uh, he's, he's carrying his shield. Goliath stood and shouted and taunted across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then he will be your slaves. But if I kill him, You will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and all the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. So, this is where we're at now. Here's this guy that's huge. He has all of Israelites scared to death. Scared. Even Saul himself, they're terrified. There was even a label put in there that is really interesting. Because he labeled all the Israelites as the servants of Saul. And that's why they were scared. We'll see that later when we look at David. So here we are. Now, now David's brothers had already joined Saul's army. Okay? They're already there. Three of his brothers are already there. And guess what job David gets? David is like running back and forth to his dad to help his dad have the sheep. And then he gets to bring his brother's food. Again, nice manly position, right? So now he's, stu- you know, he's a sheep. He's a shepherd. And he's his dad's telling him, go back and forth. You know, he's helping him bring his food. He's also bringing food to the captain as well. So that's where we're going to take back off. And we're going to read in <clears throat> chapter 20. We're going to go. I'm not sorry, I'm not chapter 20, verse 20. Still in chapter 17, verse 20. I've got to pick this up because it's hard to read. All right. Soon, the Israelites... Wait a minute, actually, I think I went too far. No, yeah, we'll go here. All right. Man, I should have brought my glasses. Here we go. Now, Now I'm in the right verse. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Here we go. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning. So he's taking food and stuff to his brothers. and He's going to give a report back to his dad. With gifts, as Jesse had directed him, he arrived at the camp just as the Israelites' army was leaving for the battlefield. With shouts and battle cries, soon the Israelites and the Philistines' forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things, with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he, was walk, as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout, this, his usual taunt, to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelites' army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant? the men asked he comes out each day and defies Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. That's a pretty good deal right there. Uh, David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine, anyways, that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God. Okay, I love this about David because now he's, David's like, no, wait, wait a minute. We're not. The, this is not Saul's people. These are God's people. So he's reassuring. okay, wait a minute. Th- we got this. He's already correcting a label problem right there with the people. This is, and then, uh, and these men gave David the same reply and said, yes, that is the ref- that is the reward for killing him. But when David's oldest brother, uh uh-oh, Eliab, 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 they just had to break it up in two different words on that line. You know, I'm like, oh, man, why'd you do that? Uh, Heard David talking to the men. He was angry. What are you doing around here anyways? He demanded. What about, here we go. This is David's brother. What's he go back to? Here's David willing to step up and say, why is this Philistine getting away with saying this? and defying the armies of God. So as David is the one standing up, his brother says, what are you doing around here anyways? He demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? Hey, he's reminding him, hey, you're, you're the sheep boy. What are you doing? What are you, what are you trying to start here? You're supposed to be taking care of this, taking care of the sheep. I know about your pride and deceit. Okay, he's talking to David, Hey, sheep boy, I know that you're prideful. I know you're, you're, you're full of deceit. You just want to see the battle. So he's trying to turn what David's heart is that's for God into something so f- way off. Now, here's the thing about David. <laughs> Actually, let me read a little bit more. So he's, he, his brother's trying to distract him here with these labels. We're going to read down in verses. Let's skip down to 32. We're going to read 32 and 33 because now, here we have, David says, don't worry about this Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go fight him. So now we have the anointed one that says, I'm going to go fight him. But all these other labels are coming at him. And here's what Saul says, don't be ridiculous there's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. He says, you're only a boy. You're only a boy. So you see these labels being trying to be put on David, defying who he is. But God's already told him who he is. Now in life, I think that's, that's kind of what a lot of us do. We go through our lives, remembering what other people have said about us, Remember in our past, and we're going through wearing these labels that God never gave us. He never gave us these labels to wear, and he's even worse. You know, he's telling him you're a boy, but he, then he points it around and says, "He's saying, but Goliath's been a man of war since his youth. I mean, he's like downplaying the anointed one that's been anointed by God." And he's actually lifting up Goliath, saying, you have no chance against this guy. He's been a mighty warrior since he was, since he was young. That can't feel good if, you're, if you allow labels that others put on you to dictate what you do for God moving forward. So that's a lot being put on David. <clears throat> but now we're going to go down to... Uh, to verses 45 and 46. This is where it gets really good. David didn't let those, those labels distract him. He didn't let them hold him back. And this is, you know, we all know this story. So in 45 and 46, this is what we read. This is David going to the Philistine, going to Goliath. He said, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals, animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All right, that's, that's where I want to stop for right now. I want to stop there because... I think it's so important. I don't know where each one of you are in life. But I'm going to share with you about myself a little bit now, about labels. I love, that, I love the story of David because at all, and you can look at different stories in the Bible and see the same thing where people try to put labels on God's people. And I really believe that David was able to move forward because of what was said earlier in verses 13 of chapter 16, where he says, from, the, from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came power, powerfully upon David. David wasn't trying to do life on his own. He had the spirit of God with him. And he, he relied on God. To hear from God. And he didn't do things to try to prove who he was. He did things for his God. You know, Saul and them were trying to, they couldn't face him because they didn't believe in who they were because they didn't understand who they were anymore. They got lost in their identity. So, so for myself, here's where I'm at. I, one label that really stuck with me through my life and I'm actually going to move my Bible. I've had such a hard time even reading that, so let's just put that over right there. I lost my glasses, people. <laughs> I haven't been able to find them, and it's tough. <laughs> but I'm going to write this down. This is a label that I I lived with for a while. I hope I can spell it right. Should have Shauna check it, spell checker before. There's no spell checker when you write something on paper oh, okay. my handwriting's not good. Uh, so this is a label that I lived with for a lot of my life, and I battled with, was this label of failure. That was a label that someone in my life actually said to me personally, When I didn't do as well as maybe someone might think, I don't think this thing will stand up by itself. But okay, you guys saw it. Oh yeah, awesome! Thank you, thank you, Chris. All right. Well, when you see what I'm gonna do with this paper, I don't think Tom wants me to do it with with TV, but I'll show you in just a minute. (laughs) The uh, I actually so I had someone really you know in my life that that called me a failure, and it at that moment it made me very upset. I was a teenager, but then what happened was I never even realized that, but as I started going through life, that word always struck a nerve with me. When I heard the word, word failure, it struck a nerve with me. When I tried to, when God would give me a vision, or I would have something that I really felt passionate about that I wanted to do, I would go back to that word like, I can't do that. I'm going to mess it up because I'm looking at myself as this label I have on is I'm a failure. How would I ever be able to do that? Now, thank God for my wife. She, she actually really helped me get through that. And still, that same, this same label is something I still have to be very careful about not to pick up and stick back on. Now, I know that, again, I, I've had multiple labels. It's not just that one, but that's the one that really stands out to me. You also look at labels, like like you said, we talked about the personality test. There's a lot of labels you can get from those personality tests. Um, even our job titles, those can be labels that we try to find our identity in, but that's not our identity, You know, that's not who we are. That's not who God says we are. And we only learn who we are by really spending time with God, just like David. And not worrying and hearing the voices that people are saying to us throughout our life. David refused to let their thoughts of him interfere with God's anointment over him. And I really feel like that's what God wants us to understand today. Just like if I went inside the store and bought all this stuff and it wasn't what was actually on the label, I'd be very unhappy. I don't want to eat grapefruit juice on nacho chips. That would be disgusting. But God doesn't want us to go around life, our life wearing a label because what labels do is they prevent us from moving forward in what God wants us to become and who God says that we are. So I want to... I want to I want to say, like, okay. So I've wrote this down: failure. And I'm gonna stick this. I'm gonna stick this board out here. I'm gonna stick. I guess this isn't a board. This. Uh, what is it? Podium. Man, I'm like way out of it today. I'm gonna to stick this podium out here in just a minute, and I'm gonna have him play a song. But I want us to imagine: what if, what if we took the labels that we've been carrying around in our life? that we've let people stick on us or that we've stuck on ourselves. What happened if we ripped those labels off and we just threw them away? Because that's what God wants us to do. This label right here that I got, gosh, I don't know how many years ago I started realizing that this isn't who I am. And God gave me that that thought that I just needed to throw that away. So what I want to do is I'm going to have him play a song at the end and you can't move forward unless you recognize what that label is and you got to throw it away. It's no more. You know, God's given me visions right now, which I've shared with some of the guys in the, in the, men's, the men's tribe, which I've, it's, freaks me out. You know, he's put, really put a vision for me to start this business, and I'm, doing it, I'm like, but God, this is freaking me out. This is a big deal. This is a lot of responsibility. And you know that word right there wants to resurface. That label wants to resurface and come back. But you know, last week when Tom spoke, I sat right there, and one of the things that came to me was usually, I mean, usually every morning I try to get up and spend time in God's Word. My like, God, I just want to spend time with you, and I know. I know we all have busy schedules, and sometimes we're like, hey, you know, I want to be able to read for like four hours. Look, but I only got like 15 minutes. Look, give God, just give God time. If it's only five minutes you can give him right now, give him five minutes. Be praying, that, because what he'll do is he'll put a hunger in you, that you're like, hey, I need more than five minutes. God will start feeding you. So I do that in the mornings. I like to get up early, spend some time just reading in the Word, spending some time with God and praying. Well, last Sunday, not last Sunday, I always say Sunday, last Saturday, because church services on Saturday, if you're listening to this, you can come on Saturday nights, (laughs) five o'clock. It was Saturday, and I was sitting there, and I realized, as church was starting, that I did not spend time with God that morning, because we had a lot of stuff going on, and here's what my thoughts were. At first, I was like, oh, man, I did not spend time with God this morning, but then immediately, this little voice came in, and it wasn't Tom's. <laughs> but this little voice came in like, it's all right. You spend time with God all every morning. What's one morning? And I honestly thought, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not bad. But then what happened was the Holy Spirit hit me and was like, this business thing, they, they – I've told you to do. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't do it without you. He's like, no, no, if you start your day without me, you're doing it alone. That day we are taken on by ourselves if we don't start it with God. And I'm like, God, I do not, I cannot do that alone. And he knows that. He knows that I know that. But he wanted to remind me, if you do it, if you start your day without me, you're doing life alone. You're choosing that. So those labels are easy to put back on when you're not doing life with God. If you're not walking close to God. You know, if David would have went into battle, not knowing that it was his God that was gonna fight this battle, it was his God that was with him, that this was his God's people. This would have ended a lot differently. A whole lot differently it would have ended. But he didn't. He knew his label. So, <clears throat> that was a really eye-opener for me. Like, you've got to be able to recognize that and also move beyond that. <clears throat> There's another thing that just happened recently, and I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I'll, I'll go ahead and share it. You know, Shauna, with this business thing, it's been awesome. I shared this with the guys last Tuesday that, you know, it's really cool. There's things happening so fast, and I'm like, God, this is crazy. So I get in the car, and I got this opportunity with this with this client. I'm like, it's a, it's a pretty nice deal. And I get in the car, and here's my wife. I, I was like, before I was on my phone, and I'm searching. Now, look, I think it's it's not easy to be honest about things, but it's, it's the way we have to live our lives. It's the way we should live our lives. And I was on my cell phone, and I had just got this check, and I'm just like looking. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting app. That's pretty cool. And it was like 20 bucks for this app. I was like, okay, cool. I, yeah, what the heck? 20 bucks, whatever. I hit it. And after I hit it and bought it, I'm like, that was stupid. Why did I just pay 20 bucks for a stupid app? That is, that is such a waste of money. I'm like, oh, man, I got to cancel that. There's got to be a way to cancel it. So I started looking through my phone. I'm like, oh, no. My personal bank account was on there, not my business account. Not only now did I make a stupid purchase. Now I made the purchase on our personal business, our personal account. So now I got to go tell Shauna, "Hey, I just bought this stupid thing on the phone. I don't know why I did it." So of course, I was, I was really, honestly, I was ashamed. Yes, I'm a 27 year old man that was ashamed. (laughs) Why is everybody laughing about that? No, was, so I guess, guys, it's not funny to be ashamed. No, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm 40. I'm not ashamed to say I'm 40. Not anymore, since you guys know the truth. No, uh, so I'm in the car, and I'm like, I'm a, I came up with this crazy story. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to tell Shauna that has bought this stupid thing. I came up with a crazy story, didn't I? And she bought it. She bought it just as quick as I bought that out. But you know why? Because I don't lie to Shauna. I don't lie to her. And I told her in the car, I'm like, babe, I got to tell you, this is crazy. I was looking at this app store, and I saw this thing. And I'm like, I was checking it. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. They want you to purchase that thing? That's crazy. It was like 20 bucks. I dropped my phone. I went to grab it. I hit the side button. It recognized my face ID. It bought the thing. Now I'm trying to get the money back. Okay, is that not a cool story? And she said, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I was like, no, I'm going to get the money back. She's like, it's fine. So then after that, we're driving down the road, and she goes, babe, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. (laughs) And I'm like, and I've got this lie going through my head. And she goes, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. You know, these people are reaching out to you because they trust you. She's like, I, can't, I, think, I think you even said then, like, they gave you all their login information. I can't believe they, would, like, that says a lot. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> My son's in the car, everything, and I just, I'm like, babe, I'm sorry. She's like, what are you sorry for? And I could have sat there and just let her praise me all <laughs> evening. And trust me, I was, I was enjoying it. <laughs> but I knew, I'm like, babe, I lied to you about that that app i don't know why i lied to you about it i was like honestly i lied to you about it because i was ashamed and it doesn't make and she's like it's fine it's fine i was like no it's not fine i i don't ever want to lie to you because that's not a label i want to walk around you can't walk around life saying with the label of i'm a liar i know it's hard sometimes to rip those labels off but some of those labels we do stick on ourselves but those labels are not there to, defy who we, to define who we are. And God will help us, but we've got to be able to rip those things off. So I'm going to have Chris play a song, and I'm going to read one more verse here before we start this song. And I just want to encourage you guys, just like this, like if whatever is going on in your life, if you guys want to stand, you can feel free to stand. Whatever, Wherever you're at in life, if you're, You're going through stuff, and you know, like you've got these labels. That you're like, God, this isn't this isn't me. This isn't who I am. I want to challenge you guys tonight, or not challenge you. I want to ask you tonight. This isn't a challenge service. This is an ask you. I know that I was not able to move forward until I was able to take that label off. So I got a stack of paper here, and I got a little sharpie here. I'm going to put this down here, okay? I know usually this is kind of different. I'm not going to, you know, if you want to come and pray, that's fine. That's not that's not where I want to, I feel like it was supposed to go tonight. But you're welcome to pray. This altar's open. But as we're playing this song, I want to ask you guys to really think about where you are in life. I believe... If not now, there was some time, and if, hopefully that's in the past, that's, go, that's awesome, it's gone, you've given it to God. But if it a- hasn't, if there's something that comes right to your mind when I say what label do you have that you're wearing, what label are you wearing right now that you know God does not want you wearing? If something comes to your mind right now, I want to ask you during this song to come down here, and I want you to write that on this piece of paper. I don't, you don't have to show it to anybody. I just want you to come down here, write it on this piece of paper, and I want you to pray. I want you to put it in that trash can because that's where God wants you to put it. He didn't give it to you. He didn't give it to you for to carry around. I really believe that God hates it. He does not like the labels that we put on ourselves, that we let others put on us, that's not who you are. It's not who he says you are. But until you give him that label, you're never going to be able to see forward and see who he says you are. There's a, one of my favorite verses. One of my favorite books in the Bible is Ephesians. I'm going to read this verse from Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 23 and 24 is what I'm going to read. It says, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. That's what God wants us to do. I used to always, I don't go clothes shopping a lot. I actually just told Shauna the other day I wanted to take her to clothes shopping. She's so difficult. She doesn't want to spend the money, but I'm like, you got to get clothes. You guys saw her jeans. She's got like holes all over the knees and everything. But when you go clothes shopping, like I, I might have shared this before, but I always think about this. I always, when I go clothes shopping, you go inside of a room, you try the stuff on, there's a big mirror there. You're looking at it. You're like, okay, yeah, this, is look, this looks pretty good or it looks, this looks terrible, you know. But one thing we never do is we don't take those clothes off or old clothes off, throw them on the floor, put on the new stuff and go look in the mirror and look at the dirty clothes that we just threw on the ground. We look at the new stuff that we're trying. But this verse says that the Spirit renews. We are a new creation with God. We've got new clothes that we put on. But the problem is we keep looking at the stuff, the old stuff that we took off. And that's not what God wants us to do. So Chris, if you want to start playing that song, guys, I want you just to take this time and really think about it. If you've got a label, come here, write it down, throw it in the trash, give it to God.